welcome to today's newsroom special with Liam Riley. It's widely recognised that driving whilst drunk, under the influence of drugs or when distracted is detrimental not just for drivers, but for others as well. However, we often ignore the risks of driving whilst tired, even though it is every bit as dangerous. New research by the AA Charitable Trust reveals that a quarter of fatal accidents are sleep-related, whilst the latest casualty statistics show that drowsy drivers contributed to 53 fatal and 351 serious crashes in 2017. The AA Charitable Trust has also researched the provision of service areas and motorways to highlight gaps where places to stop and rest would prove a stretch to reach for a tired driver. To tell us more, we were joined by sleep expert and author of Sleep Sense, Dr. Katerina Ladell, along with director of the AA Charitable Trust, Edmund King. Well, I think we all know the problems about drink driving, distracted driving, drug driving, etc. But this research really shocked us because it actually showed about a quarter of fatal crashes could be due to drivers falling asleep at the wheel. We did a survey of 20,000 drivers and one in eight or 13% of drivers actually admit that they themselves had fallen asleep at the wheels. So I really think it is the big hidden killer out there that people just aren't aware enough of the consequences of dropping off at the wheel. So why do you think people still decide to drive when they are tired? Well, I think there's this kind of macho mentality, and I say macho because men are three times as likely as women to say that they have fallen asleep at the wheel. But it's this mentality that we want to get to our destination no matter what. We, We want to push on through. Because often there will be telltale signs before people fall asleep. They might start yawning, they might start blinking, they might open the window, they might turn up the radio, they might sing to themselves, they may slap themselves in the face. But those are all symptoms of being tired. They're they're not really the solution. But often people won't stop, they'll just push on, and that's when these crashes occur. And do you think it's just because it doesn't carry the same significance culturally as drink or drug driving? Well, I think that's part of it. Culturally, you know, it it doesn't carry that. But I think perhaps more so, it's quite difficult to prove. So, for example, the police, if someone's drunk, they've got a breathalyzer, you know the drink drive limits, and you know that you shouldn't go above those limits. When it comes to tired driving, obviously in our lives, people can be tired for very good reason. They might have young kids, they might be a shift worker, you know, it might be a long journey, so they might be tired. But the police can't really prosecute for being tired. Yes, you should be fit to drive a vehicle, but it's difficult to prove. And indeed, after many collisions, drivers don't admit that they actually fell asleep. They might, you know, blame another car. They might say they had a blowout, etc. They don't actually admit to it. And hence, we actually think the government statistics, which are daunting enough, uh, 53 fatalities and 351 serious crashes last year, we actually think the figures are much higher than that because it is actually underreported. Indeed. And Dr. Katerina, what are some of the myths that people believe will keep them awake at the wheel? Um, So winding out the window, getting fresh, cold air in, uh, often people believe that will do the trick or turning up and the volume of of the radio, that could could help them. Um, And none of these um, things actually help because the body is tired, the body wants sleep, the brain wants sleep, um, eventually the body will take it. So the best countermeasure is um, to sleep. Um, and so that means, you know, when you pl- plan your journey um, and start well rested, um, plan also ahead what time you're taking that journey. So be aware that at nighttime, 
sleepiness levels are much, much higher, similarly in the afternoon. Um, so ideally avoid driving at those times. Now, if you are driving and suddenly you start to feel sleepy and there are certain signs to watch out for, so for example, yawning, um, frequent blinking or even staring blankly, sort of daydreaming, um, losing control, so veering off into the other lane, hitting the rumble strip, all these are signs of increasing sleepiness. And if you, if you spot them, the best thing to do is to pull over in a safe um, spot and to, to have a rest. Um, ideally have a cup of coffee, get some caffeine, then have a 20-minute rest, and then continue driving. Um, but make sure you are really awake. Um, so run around the car, um, and then you can you know, get back into the car, drive maybe for an hour or so. Right. Could you tell us specifically what happens to the body with somebody who does have a lack of sleep? How are they affected? So the, the lack of sleep will affect the brain um, and predominantly an area that's called the prefrontal cortex, which is um, our executive center. And that's important for our cognitive functions. Um, so it's important for our alertness. It's important for our reaction and reaction time for muscle control, for decision making and judgment. And all of these functions are very important for driving, right? We need to be alert. We need to focus on the road. We need to kind of analyze what's going on around us and in front of us and react often very, very quickly. If we are sleep deprived and if we become drowsy, all of these functions are impaired, which is then what we see is happening on the road. It, it leads to accidents. Right. And Edmund, the AA has done some research into the distances between rest stops. Could you tell us where the longest stretches are between places to stop and rest? Yeah, the best advice um, from Highways England and others is that you should have a service area or somewhere you can stop off every 28 miles. But we found a number of stretches, a number of them up in Yorkshire, where it's more like 40 miles. So uh, there's stretches on the A1 around Scotch Corner, uh, the A1M around Ripon. Um, so there are a number of areas. And what we're saying is you don't just need a full service area. In, in some places, a lay-by with facilities there where people can stop off would be adequate. So that that's something that can be done. But the other thing drivers can do is plan out their journey. And, for example, if you use the AA route planner, it will tell you after 100 miles or 200 miles areas where you can stop off so if you plan that into your journey rather than just thinking i've got to get there as soon as possible that will mean you'll have a much safer journey and you'll be much more likely to arrive refreshed particularly if you've taken that break okay and is there anywhere people can go for more information yes indeed if people go to www.theaa.com and look for drowsy driver they can see our kind of surreal video that we've released today. They can also see Dr. Cat's tips from Sleep Sense about how to get a good night's sleep and how to avoid falling asleep at the wheel. OK, thank you very much for your time. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Yes. Across West Yorkshire, Manchester and Glasgow, this is Sunrise Radio on FM, DAB, online, mobile, tablet and TV.